What's up everybody? How's it going? You're tuned into the third episode of the Struggling Actors Diary podcast and this is your host Devesh from Mumbai. Firstly, I really think an apology is in order since it's been almost 3 months since my last episode and I guess I have only myself to blame for that. Um, what can I say, folks? I mean, I've just been trying to keep myself busy in some form or another and you know, I've been spending my time working on monologues, reading scripts, In fact, I I found this really interesting script online that I've been meaning to direct as a play, and I even had a table read session for it where I called up a bunch of actors, and the response was pretty encouraging. So I've been uh, mostly working on that, and I'm in fact I'm hoping to uh, put out a casting call announcement sometime next week. Apart from that, I also recorded my voice for an act, which was something I never done before, so that was a start. And in the meantime, I also joined a Shakespeare reading group. So what we do is every Friday we meet up over Zoom and just you know pick up one of the bard's plays and we read. So so far we've completed The Merchant of Venice and Othello and currently we're on The Taming of the Shrew. And what's really interesting is that you know every time we complete reading a play we have a separate session that is dedicated towards just performances. So everyone gets to pick up a monologue of their choice and perform. So that's pretty cool. Um what else? What else? What else? What else? What else have I been up to during this lockdown? Yeah, how could I forget? I have started writing. I had um done this online script writing course some four years back, but since then I haven't really put it to much use. But a couple of months back, however, I was struck with this idea, which was um it, it was very abstract in nature, but nevertheless it just resonated with me at a very emotional level, and for the longest time I found myself really struggling to articulate it. But I think eventually I got there. You know, I was able to create a story chart and build up a sequence of key events before I began writing the script. And uh, so far, I've written a bunch of scenes, including this one huge monologue, which I shared with a couple of my close and trusted friends. And again, you know, the response was uh, quite encouraging. So uh, I've got to say that you know, when I began writing it, I thought I'll write it as a play. But honestly, now I really don't know. You know how I'm going to treat it. you know as a play as a film i really don't know and uh, you know every time i i i fall into this uh, every time you know i start doubting you know how i'm going to treat it i keep telling myself that you know just focus on the writing for now you know um just focus on writing a good script a script that services the story that you that that i want to tell so you know how i'm going to execute it as a play as a film you know that is for the future you know I'm not going to worry about that now. So yeah, I've been fairly busy. Having said that, I haven't been as active with this podcast as I might have originally imagined. And I guess that's because you know when I started out, I never really felt the need to commit. You know, I felt that this was something that I'd be able to do automatically without any pushing. I mean, I could just blame it on the lockdown, I could blame it on the on the uncertainty of the times that we were in. Unfortunately, you know, I just could not uh, you know, stick to a certain routine and initially you know I'd I'd imagine that I'd be churning out a fresh episode every week or every fortnight but given how loaded I've been over the past few months it's just proven to be a little difficult um anyways I've decided that if not on a weekly basis I'll commit to putting out a new episode maybe during the first week of every month I mean it's the least I could do to keep things going which pretty much brings me to the here and now ah uh, so Well in my first two episodes I mostly focused on my journey as an actor 
and well current events but the one thing that i have not really done so far is talk about acting you know it's the very thing that this podcast centers on so i was really hoping to you know maybe talk about my process by shedding light on a monologue that i shot almost two months back now this monologue is from a very um indie kind of film you know which generated a lot of a lot of buzz when it came out in 2017 it's from a film called good time starring robert pattinson and directed by the safdie brothers who also behind last year's adam sandler star uncut gems now what's really interesting about this monologue is that while the video that i uploaded on youtube was roughly 3 or i think 3 and a half minutes i spent almost 3 months preparing for it and you know it's just kind of crazy cuz for a 3 minute piece you end up spending 3 months and it's not even you know one of those heavy emotional pieces for which an actor needs to immerse himself or or go deep down a rabbit hole or lock himself up in a room or you know just transform himself in fact if you read it it might come across as a uh, as a comical rant but what really attracted me towards this piece was i guess the opportunity to culture myself and when i talk about culturing myself this term culturing oneself it was taught to me last year in acting school but i never really had the chance of putting it into practice so i saw this this monologue as the chance to do just that and you know i just treated the whole thing as an experiment so uh coming back to culturing myself what does one really mean by that i can um think of this one example that can hopefully suffice um so last year i spent about a month and a half traveling to six different countries in europe and while there were so many more countries that were originally on my bucket list i had to unfortunately let go of some of them and one of the countries that i really wanted to visit was finland and i remember you know uh, around the time when i was planning my trip and you know deciding which which locations to visit i was reading this one blog on uh, finnish etiquettes and the one thing that i really um you know that really stood out uh the one thing that i could uh, the one thing that you know i could take away was that finns have absolutely no time for small talk like if 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 you're if you're traveling in a tram in let's say helsinki you are least likely to enter into any form of conversation with a finn and any attempt to do that or to you know force a conversation out of a finn it can be viewed with suspicion and no it's not because you know they are they they are snobbish like one would expect the average frenchman to be it's just that you know it's not in their nature to indulge in small talk you know they are just better at listening than at talking and if there might be any breaks in conversations what might be perceived as awkward silences in some other part of the world a finn would never really get nervous about it you know he would never he would never really um get awkward it's just how they are you know now let's say hypothetically of course that i was to play the role of somebody staying in finland you know someone who has maybe stayed for the last few years in finland this knowledge about their social norms it would definitely place me at an advantage as an actor because while playing such an while playing such a character as an actor i would uh, maybe be mindful or i would take special care to ensure that my body language is a little more reserved my general demeanor could be uh, quiet and reflective and uh, with respect to acting this is exactly what culturing oneself is 
basically developing a sense of the time and place around a character. So that was exactly what I was seeking to do with this monologue. And I remember that, you know, at, at some point I decided that my character is from Queens, New York. And this decision of basing my character, it wasn't just done for the sake of doing it. And, and I mentioned this because, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of actors here in India who do just that, you know, like, like maybe they adopt a certain body language that stands out, thinking that in doing so, they are showcasing their, their versatility. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of our audiences actually fall for those kind of tricks, you know. Uh, but all that the actors are really doing is, you know, they're, they are trying to get their acting noticed, you know, it's like they're trying, it's almost like, you know, they are there with the audience sitting with the audience and saying, oh, did you notice? Did you notice that expression that I did? You know, it's a, it's a very phony form of acting. It serves no purpose. It doesn't serve as the scene or story in any form whatsoever. And I guess the root cause of this problem is uh, that here in Bollywood, we have been fed on an excessive dosage of overacting since our childhood. And because of this reason, you know, many actors in India, even today, lack any form of objectivity. Now, the reason why I decided to base my character in Queens, New York, is because if you watch this monologue, and the link is in the description, there is this one line where my character says something like this. They move acid for this deal up in the Bronx out of the sky out on Long Island. So this one line, it gives me a plethora of information about the possible location of where my character is at. Because, you know, if you're an actor and you're reading this piece for the first time, Chances are that you might already be aware of where the Bronx or Long Island are located. But if you as an actor are not aware, then I guess it's just your responsibility to find out. And that's important, because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one spouting the lines. And if you have no idea of the meaning of the words that are coming out of your mouth, then it just takes away from the honesty of your performance. So, coming back to me, I was aware that Bronx and Long Island... These were places within the city of New York, but that was about it. That was the extent of my knowledge. So what I did was I started reading about these two locations. And what I found out was that when it comes to New York, the city is essentially divided into five boroughs or, or divisions. And the Bronx happens to be one of them. Long Island, on the other hand, is an island within the city that falls under two of the other boroughs. That is Brooklyn and Queens. So... I already knew that my character is from New York, at least that much was evident from the text. The question was, where in New York? Which part of it? Which borough? And all this is actually important, you know, it's, uh, I'm not, you know, trying to sound like, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it again, you know, but this was important. Because while saying that my character is from New York gives me a certain template to build on in terms of character development, it's still a very generic template. You know, I mean, if I were to put things into perspective, I could be playing a guy from Mumbai. But then again, that would be a very generic outline. Because I'm quite sure that, you know, playing a guy from Bandra or Pedder Road would be completely different than playing someone from, let's say, Ulasnagar. Um, so likewise, you know, I had to make a choice in terms of where New York could he be hailing from. Manhattan was out of the question because I just could not imagine a guy staying in Manhattan being the kind of person who's just got out of prison, you know, who is on probation for drugs or whatever reasons as mentioned in the monologue. So, <clears throat> I read up a bit, uh, a bit about each borough, and I decided that, you know, based on the kind of street slang that the character was using in the text, Queens would be an ideal place to select as his home. And that was because, you know, Queens is that part of the city where crime rates are slightly higher than other parts of the city, like Manhattan or, let's say, Staten Island. 
So that was just the initial part of the prep work, deciding the key bits of information related to my character. Now was the time to utilize all this information that I had collected to try and become the character. So the one thing that I knew was that my character had consumed drugs in the past 24 hours. Again, all this information, you know, I could inference from the text. So what I did was that um, I observed the effects of acid and heroin on uh, users. You know, how their body language changes, how their speech gets affected, uh, what the hangover phase looks like. And all this I, I had easy access to, you know, vis-a-vis YouTube. And the one thing that I noticed was that people who consume these drugs, they just keep talking and talking like non-stop, you know, they don't have any filter. Their heart rate shoot up and they just can't keep, uh, they just don't seem to keep still. And as I kept reading the text again and again and again and again, I just, you know, somewhere I was developing this intuition that while performing this piece, I'll have to be really rapid with my dialogue delivery. So that was one part of it. The other was learning how to talk like someone from Queens, New York, getting a precise hold of the accent. And this was something which I had never tried before, you know, learning an accent. And obviously, the first thing I did was check up on YouTube, you know, how to master that. So the initial few videos I saw, they did serve as an important baseline. Like, I learned, um, I, I learned this trick pretty early on that, um, you know, if, 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 um, if I want to get a hang of pronouncing the words correctly, it was important that I pucker my lips outward while speaking. And what this does is it helps one to drag the vowel syllables so, so that the words coming out of your mouth, it would be a little more long drawn out. And I might also add that the Queen's accent has a certain, na a certain nasal twinge to it as well. So I started practicing them on certain keywords that uh, figure on every New Yorker's vocabulary. Like every conversation in New York results around coffee. And, um, you know, the way, uh, you know, coffee is pronounced, it, it, it's not coffee, it's, it's coffee. Water becomes water. And while all this was a good starting point, um, I, I had to, you know, go dig a little deeper. So after this initial phase, what I did was I started consuming anything and everything related to Queens, New York. I started watching films and web series that were set in Queens, including, uh, I might say, a rewatch of all the Martin Scorsese classics. A couple of documentaries, including this one called In Jackson Heights. Um, I read a series of short stories that were set in different parts of Queens. Watched a lot of YouTube videos of people just driving through Queens or walking around in the area. The different attractions or landmarks in Queens. And the most important was listening to podcasts for hours and hours and hours on end of people who originate from Queens. And while they would talk, what I would do is I would repeat the same things loudly like a parrot in the same manner. Only so that, you know, I could just get a better hold of the accent. And what I noticed was that, you know, by the end of the first month, I began getting a lot more comfortable with the accent. Like I'd reached a point where I could easily switch from my normal, normal accent to the Queen's accent. And also that, you know, as a result of watching all these YouTube videos, I was armed with so much information about what it's like living in Queens. Like the one thing that stood out in terms of, um, in, in, in terms of, uh, how it is, you know, to, uh, how it is staying in Queens was that it is by far the most diverse part of the planet. And that's not an understatement because if you're an immigrant and you're staying in New York, you are most likely going to be staying in Queens because all of the parts of the city are way too expensive in terms of housing, education, whatnot, you know. 
and you have so many communities from every part of the world like you might be walking in queens and every time you take a turn onto a new street around a corner it's like you're walking into a new country and it's so densely populated with so many greeks jews arabs indians asians um latinos you know and another interesting thing i noticed was that um you know that you are a resident of queens if you are airplane conscious because you're pretty much used to hearing airplanes flying overhead every couple of minutes because queens is home to not one but two airports that is uh, the jfk and the laguardia and um, uh, you know it's interesting you know because by the time i was planning on how to shoot the videos i became so well acquainted with all the different neighborhoods within queens so much so that you know i could tell you that if i were in astoria i would be surrounded by a lot of greek folks and also a lot of Mid- middle eastern restaurants and street food um i'd be practically engulfed in a crowd of chinese korean and japanese americans if i were just taking a stroll down flushings one would find a lot of indians pakistanis bangladeshis if uh, they were anywhere in and around jackson heights in fact there is a street in jackson heights called little india and it's just bustling with so many sari and jewelry shops and you know you also um, there are a lot of electronic items that are sold there jamaica you find a lot of african americans and also immigrants from the caribbean islands you walk into corona and i mean the neighborhood corona not the virus you'll get to see a lot of colombians brazilians argentinians mostly the latino crowd so um you know it was fun uh, the whole process and what was pretty cool was that because of all this exposure um i became so familiar with certain street slang words and what i did was that while shooting the monologue i decided to incorporate them into the piece to make it more truthful and usually i don't believe in ad-libbing because as an actor i'm i'm a strong proponent of staying loyal to the text but because i was so well acquainted with the dialect i decided to make an exception for this piece because as i said earlier you know people who've taken drugs of this kind they don't have a filter so i i just recognized the fact that you know i had to be free flowing and not really mindful of my lines it was important that they just come out of my mouth like just yapping on endlessly so i had to make sure that while performing it i'm i'm not really thinking about my lines and this this approach um it just made me create certain moments of improvisation where i was just uttering any random bullshit because i remember there was this one moment where i just deflected in a completely different direction from the original text and i just start rambling random stuff like we speak english in this country english per four and it was just fun you know going into that uncharted territory and um i guess you know that's what culturing yourself as an actor can do to a piece it brings in a certain value and in this case i think even a certain sense of adventurism as well and um while all this was fun if i were to be honest there were definitely some moments where i became so frustrated and just wanted to be done with it you know because it was 3 months and the reason for this frustration was because i was just struggling to get this filmed as well and that was because you know my initial choice of shooting it was you know i i had intended to shoot this in my car logistically however that was proving to be very difficult for so many reasons number 1 was there was no other time i could shoot it but at night and that's because i just didn't want to attract attention because here's the thing not only am i rambling at the top of my voice and using f words in practically every sentence i also had to apply a bruise makeup on my face and all this it would have easily attracted the attention of people you know and it's not like mumbai has an you know has an abundance of deserted spots where i could just drive my car and shoot in isolation 
I mean, it's not that I didn't explore that option. Trust me, I really drove around finding such a place. But even during the peak of the lockdown, somehow there would always seem to be some human being in sight. So the only option left was to try filming it at night. And by night, I mean, you know, between the hours of 2 and 5 a.m. Again, you know, I was in for a lot of disappointment because um, on two separate nights I tried filming. But then again, you know, there were logistical issues. Number one was that my car lamp had conked off and that was an absolute bummer because I then had to use my camera flashlight and the lighting was all wrong, you know, because uh, what happened was, you know, I put on this bruise makeup, which looked very real in a normally lit up room. But with the camera flashlight, it looked like, you know, somebody had flung ink on my face. So, you know, I had to give up the first night and then, you know, um, I had to wait for a week because in that week I, I, I you know, I purchased a lamp and some color filter gels. And a week later, I tried shooting again. This time, however, my camera would just switch off every time. Mid-performance, that too. Because it would heat up thanks to my lamp. You know, the lamp that I just purchased. And it was just so annoying, you know, because... Uh, you know, I just had a certain... Uh, you know, a, a certain vision that, you know, it looked like this in the car. But anyways, I finally had to shoot it in my home. Which, to be honest, proved to be a blessing. Because it gave me a lot more room to be animated. You know, like my whole body language was animated. As opposed to just being in a sitting position in the backseat of my small car. Um, honestly, I don't know if there's anything more I can talk about as far as the whole experience of culturing myself has been. I mean, um, I know that, you know, this would just not have been possible had I not had the, the luxury of having all the time in the world. Thanks in no small parts to the pandemic. But looking back, I... I do feel a certain sense of accomplishment because as an actor, you know, you're always reading up about all these myths about acting legends just going to extremes just to fit a role. And although I don't regard my transformation, uh, you know, it's not even a transformation, it's not even a fraction um, as compared to what all these acting legends have achieved, you know. But I just like to think that, you know, it's a step in the right direction, you know, baby steps. Ah, uh, look at me, you know, being such a narcissist. Just talking for, what's it, 20-25 minutes about myself, my process. But then again, you know, aren't all actors raging narcissists? How else are we going to keep getting better at our craft if we don't take a deep look within ourselves every once in a while? Ah, I guess that's just something to think about as I end this episode. Um, I've got to say, it was just so good to be back here again and connecting with my listeners. So thank you so much, guys, for being tuned in. If you want to reach out, do feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. The handle's in the description. Most importantly, folks, the way I see it, since we are going through yet another transition of unlockdown, we are entering, we are most likely entering into the peak phase of the pandemic. My advice, stay safe, take adequate precaution, don't get complacent. We're all in this together, weathering the storm. Ciao everyone, peace out folks.